Hey, cafeteriaites, if you want to see us embarrass ourselves even more than we already do, join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash cafeteriapod. More content, more laughs, more reasons to make fun of us. And hey, we put the money towards really important things, you know, like Johnny trying to grow facial hair, or Brent trying to keep his feet attached, or Ryan trying to grow arms. You can get in for only five bucks. So go to patreon.com slash cafeteriapod. Enjoy the show. What is this, Johnny? It's Satan's start to 2023. <laughs> oh, there we go. You know what's weird? I'm watching the video to this, and the footage is in black and white of a movie from like damn near 100 years ago. I don't know how this song is matching up. I think she just said taint in the lyrics. I'm not sure. Taint. What? What? This is, uh, was it all dang Zion? It's a, it's a phrase that I don't think throughout the course of my entire life I'm ever going to care to learn, but it's L-U-L-D-L-A-N-G-S-Y-N-E. So what do you say? What do you say that? What is it? Old Lang Syne is a yeah. popular song, particularly in the English-speaking world. Well, hey now. Uh, traditionally, it is sung to bid farewell to the old year at the stroke of midnight. By mm. extension, it also... Often heard at funerals, graduations, and a farewell as a farewell or ending song to other occasions. For instance, many branches of a scouting movement use it for jamborees and other functions. And I was uh, in scouts. I don't remember singing that at all. Nope, uh, definitely not. You know, I remember taps a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know. Sure. I don't remember Auld Lang Syne. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never thought upon the flames of love extinguished no. and fully passed and gone? Fuck that. I'd I be keeping these grudges, Brent. You know this. That loving breast of thine. Now we're talking, baby. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to forget these, <laughs> these breasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's that one of those songs that you always hear during New Year's Eve and then they play it. And I'm like, yeah, that's that song that I've heard. I don't know anything about it. It's hard for me to enjoy. Not that I ever really heard Auld Lang Syne and I was like, yeah, turn that shit up. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's never hard. on somebody's playlist. Let's get it started. And hit, and then it goes to place that, you know. <laughs> da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. It's hard to enjoy that song after Forrest Gump. And it's That's been almost 30 Lieutenant years. Lieutenant Dan just sitting there all sad, right? Yeah, Lieutenant, they're in this crowded ass bar. There's uh, streamers going everywhere. And Lieutenant Dan is sitting there with no legs in his wheelchair, mm -hmm. and he's just sitting there sad with a drink, realizing he hates his life. And then Forrest Gump's like, Happy New Year, Lieutenant Dan! <laughs> I think it's also at the end of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that, that Lieutenant Dan thing, that's uh, what a real sad thing, because he's like alone in a crowded room. Yeah. But that feels horrible. You ever have that, that happen? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know if it's. Wh why did you feel that way, Johnny? Uh, 
I, when, whenever you, you're, you're somewhere and you feel completely out of place and because mm-hmm. sometimes you just feel disconnected from everything. You have those yeah. phases and then you're like, I shouldn't go anywhere. Shouldn't go anywhere. Like it happened a lot during my days. Uh, there's the first burp of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome everybody. Um, it happened a lot like during, Oh, should we say why Ryan's not here? I keep forgetting. Uh, we were going to talk to that because Ryan <laughs> is not here this episode, by the way. Yes, happy 2023. We canned Ryan from the show. He's fired. We had to maximize Patreon dollars. Yes. And we did that by just before Christmas started, we laid him off. That's right. This is the last time you're going to hear this. 2022, Ryan <laughs> Niebella records. I don't take no prisoners. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. No, <laughs> Ryan has got a busy travel week. He, yeah. he uh, did a New Year's Eve uh, here in Indianapolis. I went sure and did. saw him. Sure hung did. Out. You performed with him like a good cafeteria. I would. And then I, I, you know, I told you on the Patreon exclusive episode, Johnny, that uh, took zero pictures. So that's how you how you really keep it going on the internet with content is it's by taking pro. zero pictures. But then he's got to fly back tomorrow. He had some stuff going on when he got, he was home for one day Yeah, and he said, guys, I'm a little busy. And I, he's, his wife is pregnant. Uh, I so believe he used the term bushed guys. I'm bushed. I'm bushed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why Ryan is not on here. He will be back uh, presumably next week and he's yes. fine. He says hello and he loves you. Yeah. He, uh, he didn't say that. Um, he does have to wake up. He said at three in the morning. And so we're recording this currently at nine 30 PM Pacific standard time. It's yeah. already tomorrow for you, Brent. How's yeah, that? 1230. Yeah. feels like today. Oh, okay. What's, well, you know, cause you're still about five hours before you go to sleep. That's true. Johnny, why are you alone in a crowded room? You didn't feel like you belong. That's what you were saying. Oh, there were times back when I, when I lived in, in LA and, uh, just hustling around doing comedy, you mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm always, oh God, my, I have a guilty conscience when it comes to, if I'm not always doing something, yeah, that's where I'm trying to get better at it, especially now that I have a family and stuff, but mm-hmm. man, I, I have that, like, if I'm not always doing something work related, I feel like a piece of shit. Like I, Neil Brennan's new special hit me hard and like, it's brilliant. I've never mm-hmm. felt like he's the nicest guy, like in my interactions with him, mm-hmm. But I've always respected him as a comic and as a performer. God damn, this special, it's on Netflix. I couldn't recommend it more. It, it, it almost becomes like a one-man show. Mm-hmm. But at the end, he, he pretty much talks about how he's like, he's like, yeah, with everything I've done, he's like, I can't let myself enjoy it. I can't let myself relax. I can't give myself a break. I'm like, God damn, I relate to that on a much less successful level. <laughs> now, does, I, does Neil have a family and kids? No, he talks about that. I want to say mm-hmm. he said he's... What did he say? He's 40, 47 or 48. And he, he gets into like what it's like trying to trying to navigate that when you're in your late forties, that kind of thing. It covers mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Um, but I know there were moments where there were nights in LA where I should have just let myself stay home and chill. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm like, I can't do that. I got to go somewhere. And there are times I've just gone out to like a comedy show or a comedy club. And then you're not on the show and you see the good crowd and you see the comics having fun, and you're just standing there in the back, and all of a sudden you're like, in your brain you hear, <laughs> Go home, Lieutenant Dan! This is a good show, Lieutenant Dan. Why are you not on it? <laughs> Why are you trying to find a knife, Lieutenant Dan? <laughs> I felt so, yeah. that way, definitely alone in a crowded room, and a lot of those have to do 
in a comedy setting where even like these are the people that I should fit in with and I still don't feel like I belong here. Yeah. And that, that's the thing is like, th- these are the people that we have a, sp- uh, a language. You can talk comedy with a comedian differently than you talk with just a normal person. And I should relate most to these people. And then I'm just like, man, I'm a misfit toy on the Island of misfit, misfit toys. toys. You know, exactly. That, that's the thing is like, I do enjoy hanging out with comics, but it was never like I never, I never fell into a click in LA for all the yeah. years. I was in LA for well over a decade. I and part of it is the fact that I was always working on so many things at once. I because mm-hmm. I mean, like, how many other people do professional play-by-play commentary, mm-hmm. fucking stand-up and physical? Th- like, no one and voice and work- voiceover work. Yeah, like no one does what I do all at the same time. So like I was just a constant workhorse. I never, it's kind of a regret. I never gave myself time to hang out and develop strong, strong comedy friendships. Like I made a lot of great friends in LA where it's like, we'd see each other at clubs or whatever. Like, hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever. But like, I never was part of like a writing group or like creating shit for the most part with other people. Like it just never, it never kind of like happened because I was too goddamn in my own head to let myself do it. You know what I mean? Well, this, you know, we're starting off the podcast. This is the airing of regrets. So yeah, that's uh, how we start. Isn't that what you do? You start the new year off by on negative (laughs) on a negative. (laughs) Well, how was your new year's uh, Johnny? Because uh, you know, this is our first episode since new year's. How'd it go? Well, first off, let's talk to a comic who actually does work on new year's Mm -hmm. Eve. How was your new year's Eve? My new year's Eve was, was good at the whole you I was telling you on the Patreon episode I love the week between Christmas and New Year's because nobody expects anything and what do and you call I, it the the holiday taint yes uh but I would love I it's would very sensitive lo- part of the year yeah it's don't touch it unless you really want somebody to touch it um mm-hmm. it'll get your pussy wet <laughs> thank you Ryan a little thank bit thank you Ryan yes um I I love because nobody expects anything nobody really does kind of business during it but this this year I did the week that week I did 12 shows. No shit. Yeah, and there's uh, and I'll explain. Yeah, please. Um, some of the shows uh well 11 of them were like 10 minutes or less. But oh. but I was doing <coughs> excuse me. Here in Indianapolis there's a a place called uh, Sullivan Hardware, which okay. is a hardware store, Johnny. And then in in the hardware store, they have have in the hardware store. They have like uh, hammers and shit hammers. They also have a full restaurant. People will go to this place to eat Uh at the hardware store. That's the first weird thing. Now, now is this one of those like trendy hip spots that like no one knows about? And there's a fucking secret door through a refrigerator or whatever. Nope. It's right on the corner. You could see it. And uh, the, so there's a full restaurant there. They they do cooking classes there. They have a bunch of grills and smokers, and you could take a class there. After the the comedy or after the um the restaurant, you can take a holiday Christmas train <coughs> around their property where they have a bunch of animatronics set up. I did. I just walked through after what? a show I did there. Like, are you talking about like a Chuck E. Cheese? Like you have a big ape playing bass and shit? Kind of. Like- yeah. Wow. Like that's all elves and Christmas themed. I'm in. You could go through like um one of the one of the attractions is like a bunch of animatronic elves and they have candy canes 
on like a conveyor belt, but it's in the in, above you, like where they're making candy canes. They've got a bunch of fake storefronts of places you can go buy toys. Uh, this this thing is really cool, and I would go through whether I had kids or not to do the train ride. Um, <laughs> you didn't fit into the seat because they were only for kids, but you still no, they're adult. They were full grown adults that were fatter than me. Oh hell, doing yeah. this thing, and then you take you take that train ride around the property, and then you go up to what they called the North Pole Comedy Club. Okay. Wait a minute, so. The- so the owner of this hardware store, mm-hmm. uh, is it Willy Wonka? Like, how does this? <laughs> I did how... get a ticket, a special ticket. Uh, yeah, you didn't get a golden chocolate bar. That's why. But yeah, how the well... hell? Okay, wait. So in order to get to the comedy club, you have to take the train or you can no, just show No, I just up to walked. It's, it's, it's a big property. Um, and I walked there every night. I didn't do the train ride. Uh, I just walked through it, but I wasn't on the train. Um and they during like Christmas, December, uh, after uh, Thanksgiving, they have I think up to four Santa Clauses going on the weekends. There's no four shit. different people playing Santa at this place. Uh huh. You take the kids there. You do the train ride, and then because my friend Dave, who set up the show, what up, Dave? Does Santa, Dave Wilson. He does Santa. He's a comic. You know, been doing it for forty years or whatever. And also oh, one of the Beach Boys. That's true. Dave Wilson uh, and Brian Wilson. Yeah. And uh, he does say, and he grows his beard out. It's a real beard. That's how I got the gig was through him. Um, and he opened the show as Santa Claus. But wow. he and him and the owner were saying that over the course of December, they had uh, 12,000 kids sit on Santa's lap. Damn. In a that's month. It's a, a lot of lap time. And a weird lot of that they time. counted, but okay. <laughs> But it's you know when you if you're if you're paying to meet Santa you can help couldn't help but hey how many kids came in and did this big attraction type deal you know twelve thousand kids yeah and and you know working however many hours and then we did ten shows that week two a night starting Monday to Friday um and then the this was Friday all shows. at the North Pole Comedy Club. Yeah, which is how it's many... kind of like a clubhouse they have on the the property. It's it's just yeah. a room that they put a stage in, you know. And how many people can this fit? At tops, I I asked they had about forty five in the room, so we're they're smaller audiences. Mm-hmm. But then Friday they moved the show to the greenhouse area, which is about sixty. So this was a little bit bigger than the show we did together not long ago, in that uh, that one little room in where, Glendale. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fun. So very intimate shows, and I was I was only doing ten minutes. the The thing is, it's a clean show. Dave goes up as Santa in the full garb, does stand up as Santa, has a bunch of jokes that you know Santa would do. I'm doing ten, and then I had another Dave on the show, sure. uh, who does a lot of voice work. A uh, guy that I've known for a while doing stand up, and one uh, the thing about that Dave is he was the voice of Steak and Shake for a while. Oh hell yeah. And he's always been a clean comic, but one night I was doing a show with him and somebody yells out, you're famous for steak burgers. And he goes, sir, why don't you calm it the fuck down on the steak burger talk? (laughs) And it's always funny when you see a clean comic that doesn't ever swear, swear, it makes it that much better. Oh, yeah. Uh, But that was the show. It was about, you know, an hour tops. 
And uh, the funny thing is, like, that was supposed to be meant as an insult. If that idiot only knew how much money Dave probably made as the voice. Yep. Like, when you are – I remember uh, there's an actor I, I knew uh, years ago. Nice guy, and he's still a working actor. Like, you still see him in shows and commercials here and there. He's, like, mm -hmm. a guy in his mid-40s. He's, like, the perfect dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He was the voice of Buffalo Wild Wings, I think, oh, yeah. for eight years. Wings, beer, sports. He was that guy. Mm -hmm. And I remember him telling me, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, it's it's amazing. I record eight times a year, and I make about a hundred grand just from doing this. And every year, like when the contract comes up, my agent's like, hey, do you want us to renegotiate? And <laughs> no, goes, I, I tell him every year, no, 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 I'm happy with that. Like, just yeah. tell him, yes, tell him I'm through. <laughs> and he yeah. had it for eight years. And eventually they switched. Uh, they want to have a woman be the voice or whatever. But like, yeah, that's the guy the made dream. theoretically 800 grand. There's taxes and you got to pay the agent. But he made almost a million dollars talking about wings. Yeah. And just when you have that, like I've only with voiceovers, I've only experienced it. I had uh, one year. Actually, they were about a month apart, which is nuts. I had a McDonald's national TV campaign and a Best Buy national TV mm -hmm. campaign airing at the same time. Holy shit. I thought I was going to be loaded for life, mm -hmm. not realizing that that shit hardly ever happens. Yeah. Well, you imagine like you got to think of like what does flow from progressive make? Oh, she's a millionaire, guaranteed. Because, like, I see a new one of those commercials once a week, and I don't watch regular TV. Yeah, I'll just see a commercial with her in it. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's like I would do that in a heartbeat. I oh, would it's be amazing. I'd be like... the the Whopper guy or whoever you need. Nita, I'd I'd say, does that thing have a Hemi? Yeah, because John uh, Reap, that he's a stand-up comic, but people know him from that thing got a Hemi. Yeah, right. And it's just like they they know him from that, just from a stupid commercial. Dude, the Verizon slash T Mobile guy, uh, Jake from State Farm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's bananas, like the kind of money you can make, you yeah. know? Like it's it's unbelievable. So good for Dave. Like, oh man, I'd love to talk voiceovers with him. That'd be he's amazing. I know he's got a booth in his house and sure. And he's got one of those voices that I would like you, you just know his voice, especially for a, you're an Indiana person, him being on Bob and Tom or doing voiceover stuff. It's like one of those that, you know, for sure. But that was the show that week doing 10 shows uh, of, of just and you got to be clean. Um, and like one of the it was weird. One of the like the the well-named local weathermen was in the audience. It's It's weird, like the kind of like indie centric celebrities you'll get at a show like that even though like i don't give a fuck about the weatherman i don't care but normal people will be like is that so and so from the what like unless like, that weatherman is nick cage then i think you'll be changing that tune yeah yeah he's making it rain yeah uh but yeah so that was the, the 10 shows then friday night i left and went and did, and did the guest spot with ryan mm -hmm. hung out at the club uh and then saturday night was the the New Year's Eve show, and you told me off mic, Johnny, that you as a comic, how long have you been doing stand up? Off and on, mostly on since yeah. uh, two zero zero five. So we're looking at uh, she hit seventeen and a half years. Seventeen and a half years, and you you have never done to this day a New Year's Eve show. Nope, not for like. Have I? No, I don't think I have. No, not for like lack of wanting to. Although, ah. Eh. 
like, okay, this year I was offered a New Year's gig. Yeah. But out of guilt, uh, because, you know, I figured want to do something family related. I said yeah. no. In hindsight, we ended up doing absolutely dick because we had a massive storm here. And there okay. was, <laughs> and it was disgusting and wet. Uh, but yeah, so I, I've never done New Year's. I've never, cause it's hard because like, you know how like every club wants to have like a headliner who's going to sell tickets in mm -hmm. on New Year's Eve. And so for me, it's I've, like, yeah, I could open for someone. But other than that, you know, I found that a lot of comics go the other way. I find that New Year's Eve is the is an attraction. That's enough because they're going to come to the club, whether it's it's uh, Christopher Titus or me. Mm. That's I've seen that trend, too, where they're like they can bank on New Year's Eve just being the attraction. You know, um, and, uh, you know, I don't know that you have any shame or like, man, I'd love to do a New Year's Eve show. I'll, I'll say that you're not missing much with the shows I've ever done. It's like it's like the people that drink on St. Patrick's Day. I feel like it's amateur hour for people that go out on New Year's Eve. Sure. The early shows, sometimes you get the people that are like, I don't even give a fuck about the ball drop and all. I'm that. going to sleep as soon as I get home. It's that it's like, hey, let, it's it's a special occasion. Let's go do something. But then the the second show people, it's I feel like it's a bunch of woo. Like it's the the comedy show is the waiting room for the bigger party. And yeah. I've had okay shows on New Year's Eve, but it's not. If I said, "Hey, what what holiday is great?" I wouldn't say New Year's Eve for the show. No, like the the late show on New Year's Eve, you probably have people that are like reacting seven seconds after a punchline hits or mm -hmm. you have people yelling shit from like five minutes prior. <laughs> it's, it's again, they've net, they've it's amateur hour. They don't really go to stand up Yep. and they just want to be out, which is good, but it's, it's, it's one of those where I'm like, I, you could take your leave. Cause the last two years, I think given one was just COVID not, nobody's doing anything. And then the other one was like, I, f I feel like fine being home and not doing a show. That's fine with yeah. me, you know, but dude, this I one, go ahead. I would imagine new year's Eve comedy shows cause a lot of breakups, whether it's the guy acting like a, like a chode or like mm -hmm. the woman acting like a complete psychopath. The other, the partner's like, Oh God damn, this is her. I can't believe I'm now seeing this side of this person uh -huh. out in public. Brutal. Um, but this one, this didn't cause a lot of breakups because I performed at a wedding. What? On New Year's Eve, which is I my a friend of mine got married, you know, five or six years ago, and I was in the wedding party. So they requested that I do some jokes uh, and I did. It was fine. And people knew who I was because I know this guy, you know, mm. it was fine. But I wouldn't count that as a show. This one was I was hired by these people. They contacted the local comedy club. They, they submitted some people. They chose me. Um, and I didn't know a single person in the place. I don't know that most people were from Indianapolis. Um, and I, I did 20 minutes. It was not the best setup for stand-up. There was no stage or anything. Hmm. So I just kind of stood by the bride and groom. Oh hey, you guys, you guys wanted me here. And they, they didn't tell anybody that there was stand-up. I no. was surprised, but it it went well because I've done, I've been the surprise at things and sometimes that doesn't go well. Now, did you even know, did you end up learning the bride and groom's name? Yeah. Jackie and Alex. 
Okay. What up, Jackie and Alex? What up, Jackie and Alex? Um, Congratulations. Very nice wedding. Um, good venue. It was um, it was one of those places. I can't remember what it was. It was an old like factory mm. that has now been turned into like a banquet space. Very nice. Uh, probably about 150 people there. And it's it's already hard enough to do comedy when people aren't there to see you. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and and that they knew that there's comedy. I love like, the fact that it's in like a, a refurbished old factory. It's like everyone's celebrating. And then you got like the ghost of some pissed off iron workers. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like exposed brick all over the building. Yeah. And happily ever after my ass, I got black lung. <laughs> like, Hang on um, a second. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, usually you get dressed up with with a a wedding. I did get dressed up, and I I bought my clothes. You know why I bought it, Johnny? Uh, well, I mean, because I, I as far as I know, there's a certain thought process. See, like I went and bought. I hadn't uh, had dress clothes that fit for a while this stuff nice. that i recently i tried to put on for another show didn't fit it was too big hey that a boy that? oh round of applause for that hell yeah, yeah. you're dilute dropping that weight <laughs> that's how i've been losing so much weight is the cream pie but everyone everyone knows that's how you burn calories so i had to go and buy some new clothes uh and it was a good experience it, they fit and it, it not even about fitting it was the hassle of buying new stuff that's a pain in the It's ass. just a pain. I dressed up, um, got there Do you early. Have any photos? Yeah, I took I took some pictures. I'll send them to you. And okay. the, I was gonna try and get a picture with the bride and uh, groom, but then after me, I had to follow the. They, the, they kicked you out immediately. <laughs> said no more. Um, th so before me speaking was the best man speech and the maid of honor speech. And man, am I a better speaker than both of them? Oh boy! Um, they weren't terrible, but it's it was every best man and best woman speech of I've known them for so long. They're not speakers, you know. And everyone's and then, been to a wedding where you're just like, all right, give them the light. Stop yeah. Talking. And they weren't terrible, but it's compared to a guy who does this for a living. Uh, you know, twenty minutes of and you there are little techniques that you pick up along the way. Like I'll go up if it's a rowdy room, I say. Hey, my name is Brent. I'm going to say hi, everybody. And you guys say hi, Brent. Hi, everybody. And they say hi, Brent. And it's that call and a response to trying to get a little bit control of the room. Yep. Um, and I, I, I did that. I was just loud. I kind of moved around a lot as far as I could in the space. Um, and then after me, and I, I think I had a good set. They were laughing. I didn't feel like, man, is this going bad? Because I've had those where I'm like, just keep talking. Um, and then the, the father had to go up and give a speech after me and I'm not, I'm, I didn't kill it by any means, but I was like, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that has to follow me because mine's like a rehearsed prepared thing I've been doing for 18 years yep. and then have a guy that's not necessarily trying to be funny, uh, now, go up after me. Did you write any material specific for the wedding? I, I didn't, but I, I have a bunch of stuff that's kind of would fit well of stuff about my marriage and uh you know calling my wife my girlfriend as opposed to fiance because i don't like the f word i have about 10 minutes of that stuff just from my regular stand-up so it fit perfectly because otherwise i would have tried to 
write a few things to tailor it and make it look like I, I did give a shit, but it's like, sometimes you do those stuff to just be like, Hey, I'm, this is tailored for you guys, but my regular stuff fit pretty well. Um, I'm always like, I've been asked to do stand up at a few weddings and I've always said no, just, to, yeah. just to not go through it. But like when you got asked to, to perform at a wedding, your first answer, your first response had to be like, why? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like if I ever, when I, we have a wedding wedding, yeah, I don't want fucking stand up at my goddamn wedding. Well, the thing is, I think the, the thing I gathered just from corresponding with them is they're big comedy fans. So, oh, and it, that's right. part of their personality or whatever, but you're talking to a guy who had a Halloween wedding, Johnny. That's fair. Like I, I, I was like, Hey, you don't have to show up in a costume, but it's really cool. And of course we did the, when I say wedding, we did a private thing with all the love and stuff. But then for the reception, we did show up in costumes. So what music did you normal. guys make your appearance to? Da, da, we didn't da, even do that. Da, we didn't da, do da, it. We were just out there. We didn't, I don't like all that shit. It's mm. fine if you want to do it, but I don't want that for me. Cause I don't want that kind of, um, attention like mm. being on stage. That's the attention I'm fine with, but I don't want it. I don't want it to be made about me. Most other places, which it sounds weird, but it, that's what it is, man. So overall you'd say it was a pretty solid gig. Good gig, uh, and I think it went as well as it could have been because I I told them that like if this doesn't go well, it's going to come up in every fight that these guys ever have. Uh-huh. We're like this all started when that comedian bombed for twenty minutes at our <laughs> wedding. Um, it's like this shouldn't have gone well. Yeah, I've done plenty where I'm like, this is a strictly money gig it was hard for everybody to get through and that's why they paid me you know speaking of which how much money did you make tell me <laughs> i made you know i made a hundred thousand dollars just nice. for saying wings beer sports oh man all the essentials cool. that's awesome it, but it was like a weird i did like i said 12 shows and i didn't perform over 20 minutes on any show yeah the, uh, I mean, it's, that, I think it's a fun week. You could work on stuff and you're in front of good crowds. So, and the, the, the thing more is like, Hey, I'm leaving the show and I want to be home in, in 20 minutes and I'll sleep in my own bed. That's kind of dope. Yeah. It was, I, it was uh, an interesting week. I did no shows during the taint of the holiday. I did shows December 21st to 23rd. I, um, uh, buddy Amir K was uh, headlining the Irvine improv. So, mm-hmm. um, we talked the day before he's like, Hey, would you want to host? Like hell yeah, man! I'll come down mm-hmm. and host the shows, and it was good. We did uh, was it four shows total? Yeah, it was um because they didn't do it. The club was closed on Christmas Eve, so it was okay. one show Wednesday, one show Thursday, two shows Friday, and mm-hmm. um you know solid crowds. It was nice to you know do some shows, and now just you know New Year has started. I actually got a weekend coming up next weekend, but yeah, mm-hmm. no no shows on New Year's Eve for me. Uh, we so this is what we were gonna do. New Year's Eve, we were thinking of like maybe we'll do something social like during the day we we're hanging out with the kids and whatnot, but like the weather just got progressively like you guys were freezing cold. We mm-hmm. were having like horrible rain, like nonstop rain, which is never happens in yeah. California. Right. And I just know I'm friends with enough people in Los Angeles to know that when it rains slightly, everybody lose their minds. Apparently yes. everybody loses their goddamn <laughs> mind. And so 
we were trying to figure out all day, like, all right, we, we could do something social, like, uh, you know, a buddy of mine, a comic in, in near San Diego, they were having like kind of a game night because his cousin invents board games and shit. I was like, ah, oh, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do this. Who is that? Graham? Uh, no, this is, uh, I don't know the guy that does it, but okay. the, the, the comic is Louis Chantani, a guy that I shot my dry bar with and we became buddies. Okay. And so finally producer, uh, fiance came up with a brilliant idea. She goes, why don't we, uh, put a bunch of our old clothes in bags? Why don't we go out and buy a bunch of food and any money we would have spent on doing something for new year's Eve, let's go out and feed the homeless and give them clothes. Mm -hmm. I was like, that is the greatest way to end the year. Hell yeah, let's do it. At the time she said this, it was only a, a light drizzle. Yeah. Think, thinking it would clear up. By the time we left, it was a tropical ass storm. Mm -hmm. So where we're driving around Orange County, we went to like Huntington and other areas. We, we barely could see out the window. And there were a couple of times I tried to get out. The only people I saw were people running under coats and umbrellas to get dressed. to the car. Yeah. Yeah. They were dressed in New Year's Eve shit, mm -hmm. trying to get to some club or, or some hotel that they paid $150 in a ticket for that they mm -hmm. were just running in. But as far as like we went to areas where we know there are usually homeless people hanging out. I don't know where they are. I don't know where they went. And so yeah. we both drove home like super bummed that we couldn't give people food and clothes. So we're, we decided to push, push it off till the rain stops. It's still raining. I it might stop tomorrow. It might not. So we are going to do it. So our new year's Eve, uh, boy, she fell asleep well before midnight. <laughs> I had mm -hmm. to wake her up and, uh, and that, and then, yeah, we woke up and we did a half asleep, uh, new year's hello that I edited to a funny one minute video of us being total <laughs> idiots. Well, I like producer wife and I don't have a lot of traditions. We don't, we have a, a, um, an anniversary as far as a wedding one, but we don't have like, Hey, here's when we got together. We, we know when we met, but we don't have like, a, here's the date when we're together. But the one thing we do, uh, is we were together on new year's and I, uh, I give her a smooch at midnight. That's the thing. Okay. It's like the thing we do. Other than that, I don't know that we have any other traditions i'm sure we do but that's the one that always comes to mind so no matter where you are you mm -hmm. say hey babe come here and because i've i you know the past few years i've been home whether it's been doing a show or not but she's also there have been a lot of shows where you know a new year's eve show i know you wouldn't know johnny but a lot of the comedians will go up on stage at the end of the night do the countdown and the toast and she's been on stage with me oh it's uh, dope. yeah so that's the thing that we 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 try to do every year. During during those New Year's moments where all the comics are on the stage singing with everybody, I'm in the back of the club and all I hear is Happy New Year, Lieutenant Guasto. I hate comedy. Uh yeah, and then uh we talked also on the Patreon episode. This was a good week because here in, in Indiana, a lot of the Midwest, it was it was had a big freeze. We didn't even see family for Christmas. We rescheduled because the roads and stuff were so bad yep. that we got to watch a lot of stuff. It was one of those things where I didn't feel guilty to sit down and just watch a show, limited you know series or whatever, from front to back and didn't feel like, I felt like a piece of shit, but I'm also like, 
if ever there was a time, it was it was now. So I told you on the Patreon, we rewatched uh, Tiger King, but we also I I tried to do a thing this break. If I was going to watch a movie, it had to be a new to me movie because I okay. feel like I watch the same shit all the time, and I end up rewatching some stuff that I'd seen. But I also didn't count that because if I'm like messing around on my phone or just a hangout movie, I can put on something that I've seen a thousand times and I'm not losing anything if yeah. I'm not paying attention. Just but dicking around as the kids call. Yeah. If I'm sitting watching a movie, it had to be a brand new movie to me. So that's I watched a couple new movies. Okay. Well, enlighten us because we know your Rolodex is quite deep. Uh, and pretty much none of them, I think one of one was horror and it, this is a horror entry. Uh, it's called Anna and the apocalypse. Okay. That sounds it's kind a, of, hmm. it's a Christmas themed horror movie. It's, it's set in the UK, Britain. Okay. Uh, and it's, uh, zombies. Nice. And it's a musical. I dig that. A lot of, lot of layers. I'd never seen it. I only heard good things about it. I liked it. And I, f- I forget how much I like musicals because all the songs are designed to be catchy and sing along, you know. So I will revisit the, the soundtrack because I, I like right. the movie that much. What else to see? Do you like musicals, Johnny? Hey, I'll get into a musical. I mean, shit. I, um, as far as movies, maybe not so much, but like uh, the, the, the songs from Wicked. Shit. Yeah. I've never I seen mean, Wicked. Fantastic. I, should, I feel yeah. like something I'd I'd love. Um, my probably my favorite, and it's because there's a movie version. I've never seen a live stage performance, but I love Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, good songs there. I remember the. Uh, I've only seen the movie. I haven't seen yeah. anything like beyond it. But um, I've done a couple voiceovers for for Broadway like advertisements. Like I did one for uh, for Rent. For you should have bought it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to do one for Rocky Horror and I just did one for, I don't even know where it's happening, but they're doing a huge Jurassic Park event to where like it's, they're, they're trying to make it like for the first time. And so I got to do that like classic, at least Movie my guy interpretation. Voice. Yeah. Like whenever this is happening at the theater, experience the magic once again. It was so dope when I got that. I was like, hell yeah, I can't wait to hear this. I just got chubbed up hearing that, Johnny. Yeah, I know. Well, I remember, I even told him, I said, look, I remember going to see this in theaters when I was a little kid and I was chubbed up. (laughs) I, uh, I wish that I would, could see this musical again. I've only seen it once. It was a, a girlfriend from high school took me, but it was a musical called Assassins. Whoa. And it's all about the people that have attempted or killed presidents. So all it's like John Wilkes Booth is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy that tr- the, tr- the guy that I think tried to kill Reagan. Somebody tried to fly a plane into the White House. Lee Harvey um, Oswald. I think he was in it. Like it's it was so good, and I knew nothing about it. And James Earl it, Ray. James Earl Ray, and like. People, uh, what did James Earl Ray? Did I thought he shot somebody else? Oh wait, did he shoot uh, Lennon? Maybe he did. I think he shot. Uh, what's that? MLK. Yeah. Oh, was he it was Lennon or MLK idiot. or maybe it was? I thought it was Reagan. Da- Mark David Chapman shot uh, John Lennon. See, there's too many goddamn gunmen with three names. I know that's the first sign. If you got three names, we can't. <sighs> 
can't let you have a gun. Better start going to therapy. But it was what an interesting concept, right? To hey, it's a musical all about like the center is assassins. I thought it was really cool. That's fantastic. And they still perform it, but I just haven't seen it around. Yeah. Um, but the other movies I watched, uh, I watched a Christmas story Christmas. Okay. Now I'm a huge fan of the movie, a Christmas story. I would say that's my Christmas movie mm-hmm. and it's tied to a lot. Uh, cause it was on 24 hours still is, but I watch it with my brother. Thanks for bringing him up. Sure. Um, but like I own like Christmas story figures and stuff. You can't, it's on a shelf way up there, but I, I love the movie and they've done a couple different sequels to it. One was like a Christmas story two with no original people. Um, and then the most recent one had Peter Billingsley, the guy who was, um, uh, what's his face? Ralphie. Uh, yeah. Ralphie, uh, in it. And it's, uh, you know, it's not the original, but it, it really like th- that nostalgia really helped with it. But I really liked it. If you're, I don't know why you'd be looking for a Christmas movie now, but sure. Uh, Christmas story, Christmas. And then, uh, we just watched glass onion. Oh yeah. So I've never seen the first glass onion. So I feel like I got to check that out first. I don't, you don't have to see the first one, but, uh, it's, uh, Daniel Craig playing, uh, an inspector, mm-hmm. a detective really good. And, uh, your good friend Dave Batista was in yep. this, this one. I don't know. Did you ever meet Batista? Nope. No, nah, I never did. Yeah. He was, he was long. He was already a movie star by the time I got there. Yeah. So we watched that and then, um, the, the rewatches, I feel like I watch the movie Casino about once a month for no reason. Just it's one of those dicking around movies. We on Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Eve, we went up to my parents place and uh, we were trying to figure out like, let's let's all put on a movie like for those of us. We're all sleeping in the living room. Some of us were mm-hmm. um, we watched uh, Gremlins came on and yep. I had not seen Gremlins in decades but the song is always in my head at least once a week i'm just walking around going you know Mm -hmm. and like i totally forgot like the opening scene about how he the the guy bought the gremlin i had forgotten took it from an old asian man and yeah yeah. i forgot he was a shitty inventor Mm -hmm. and like everything kept exploding in the house like so much of it does like the story itself doesn't hold up. And then you realize like the, the main, the lead character, the guy who has gizmo, I forget his name. Yeah. The kid. Yeah. He's a stupid dick. Like the, he's a stupid dick. This guy, like everything he does is just stupidity as, as, as how he poured water on gizmo mm-hmm. and then feeding the kid. Like Corey Feldman was a s- smarter person in the movie than that. That guy was, you know? Yeah. And, but man, the puppets were cute. The puppets were amazing. Like the special effects for this being, I don't know, 1980. I remember it was Beetlejuice ended and then Gremlins began. So it was a pretty dope, like little, uh, little combo on Christmas Eve. So, well, the, the thing about Gremlins is I just rewatched it for a podcast I did. Uh, mentioned I went to Philly a few weeks ago. I did a uh, Connor's podcast who hooked me up with the gig. Uh, and it's called Way Too Spooky. Nice. It's a podcast you want to hear me talk about gremlins but that even gizmo i'm surprised they've not taken and built a gremlins universe because there's gremlins too yeah but if there's anything that people love it's a little tiny cute furry thing whether it be furby or it'd be baby yoda Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't know how you like they they're cashing in on baby yoda still 
But man, how do you just not? That's a license to print money is a little furry thing. Because Gizmo didn't talk. I mean, the toys, Gremlins toys, you're probably too young to remember this. They were all over the place, though, in the late but I 80s, feel like, like still, like, how do you not? How is they, they're making an Indiana Jones 5. How is there not eight Gremlins movies? That's a good point. What's, what's Indiana Jones? How, how the hell can he run at this point? He belongs in a museum. <laughs> Where's my kid shy? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, this is a pretty damn well. This is not our official start to 2023 because Ryan's not here. Uh, next week for our official start, I have. I have a voiceover audition that I received that I refused to do, but I saved the audition re I've saved the um, description of the role and mm -hmm. the project and the actual uh, audition read. I saved okay. them and I want to save them for when Ryan's here because you want to talk about half chub. Ryan's going to be full when I read this. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah. So in the meantime, thank you to the patrons. I'm talking about Misty Young, Matthew Malin, Kermit Paddock, Christina Downey, Stephen Trumbull, Nicholas Lee, a.k.a. Nikki Spliff, Old Paul Reigns, Andrew Rusty, Jeff from Philly, Casey Venema, Ronda, Ronda. Craig Monroe, Sean Murphy, Mike Hawk, who, by the way, uh, responded in the Patreon to Ryan's weird spam thing. He goes, yeah, that's even too weird for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Nicole, Josh Hughes, Zach Belstra, Prafro, the man who created the greatest remix in the history of remixes. I'm mm -hmm. talking about T.C. Libby. I'm going to put that on our Facebook page. Brent, just pure genius. Well, that 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 remix, it's you know, it's uh, was it, it's They Witch, right? You got stuck on They Witch. Yep. So. Yep. If you've listened to the show for a while, you know Johnny sometimes will glitch because of his Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm in the garage. And that day, particularly, you you stuck on the phrase "they which they which they which they which." It just kept playing over and over. Ryan and I start dancing because it sounds like a techno <laughs> thing, and yep. our man TC Libby uh, put that to music. So that's uh, that's on the on the Facebook page and all that stuff. It's a uh, it was truly so an honor perfect. to have have that. It really was. He is he is the absolute greatest. Also, thank you to Joey Egan, Todd Curtis, Bronwyn, Devonshire, the lady, Jacob mm -hmm. Schwartz, Jason Nicholson, Tom Springsteen, Throbin Nash, and Robin Richards, and of course Bart Chrisafi, Jr. We appreciate all you patrons. <laughs> Brinsky, put yourself over now. Happy New Year to everybody. Hopefully, it's better than last year. Not that it was bad, but. Could always be better. Brentcomedy.com is my website. Na, 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 na. Uh, I'm sorry. I think that's the title of uh, that's the title of this episode. I think. <laughs> um, coming up, uh, Akron, Ohio, St. Paul, Minnesota, Peoria, Illinois, Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma, Wichita, uh, all that at my website. And I do a podcast called The Field Trip with Brent Trahune, hosted by me. Uh, weekly episodes, topic theme. We just did the greatest heists oh. of all time, as well as uh, one called Take This Job and Shove It. People who quit their job in epic and not so epic fashions. Hell yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Ryan's got a bunch of stuff coming up. He's he in uh, Peoria, Peoria, Illinois, like uh -huh. I am, but that's starting this week. Good deal. And otherwise, go to Cripple Threat 
Is it Cripple Threat Comedy, I believe? CrippleThreat.com. I should have remembered after 150 whatever episodes. <laughs> uh, oh, I no. Uh, Ryan is at uh, Zany's in, uh, in Chicago there coming up. Uh, also, Peoria, Illinois. He's in um, South Dakota and T, South Dakota, Omaha, Nebraska, Beverly, Massachusetts, and all that. Aurora, Illinois. Tight. Uh, all his dates at brentcomedy.com. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, Arizona, January 12th to 14th. I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be at JP's Comedy Club. It's in Gilbert, Arizona, which is like super close to Phoenix and whatnot. So if you're in Arizona, come out and mm -hmm. see me. Also, Saturday, January 14th in Mesa, Arizona, only about 20 minutes from Gilbert. Uh, Championship Wrestling's having their biggest event of the year. It's called the Red Carpet Rumble. It's kind of like the Royal Rumble, a little bit mm -hmm. different, a lot of fun. A uh, lot of lot of stars coming out for that one. It's going to be such a big event. I'm going to be there all day up until I run over to my shows. Also, mm -hmm. Friday, January 20th, uh, Undisputed Promotions has an amazing uh, boxing card in Kissimmee, Florida, which is basically Disney, uh, doing a live broadcast on Fight. But if you're anywhere in the area, you can come out and see some great boxing. Uh, also, I'm going to be working with a MMA promotion in South Dakota for the first time Ooh. In February, I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, Fury Fighting, I believe, is is their promotion's name. Still trying to figure out uh, exactly what I'm doing. I think I'm hosting the weigh-ins and doing play-by-play, -play, but I'm, I don't think I've ever been to South Dakota, so I'm kind of pumped about that. Welcome. So, yeah. Uh, I don't live there, but. Yeah, well, appreciate the welcome. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I think that's it for now. And do it. as always. Da -da -da. Thank you for joining us in the cafeteria. If you had a good time, rate us five stars, write us a nice review on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you didn't enjoy yourself, I'm going to be honest, we probably won't do better next time. We appreciate you.